0: Hey, uh, welcome to Fellowship Church. Uh, My name is Anthony. I'm pastor here at Fellowship Church. If you're joining us online today, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're glad you're joining with us. A couple things I want to share before we get in. We're going to be going over about five passages of scripture today that I'd like you to hold on to for the whole year. Um, We'd really love our church to commit to um, these scriptures to memory over this year. That's kind of what our our focus will be on today. Um, Little thing that, that I've been noticing, I just like to call out and address as, as the pastor of this church and as a pastor is um, we've kind of been talking about this idea of like the state of the church uh, in America and around the world with COVID and all, all these different things. Uh, here is something I'm noticing is that during the season, it's been incredibly easy to become um, spectators. Uh, and to become observers, uh, to become fans, uh, but not to be involved in things that are going on. And I'm not just speaking for our church. I'm speaking to so many things in culture, uh, but especially in the church. Um, and I believe that things like social media um, has made that incredibly easy to observe, uh, to like, to love, to care, to all these things. It's, it's easy to observe, um, and, and to just you know watch TV online for example but it, it's really hard to connect with people and um, I understand reasons why people would be wary of that and want to respect that but I want to encourage you to look for ways to connect and as a church we can only do so much uh, to give people opportunities to connect and so just speaking to the truth of our church we've seen people continue to come to church people continue to attend church online um, people have continued to financially support our church all those things are relatively good. Um, And then people still serving, but it's been very hard to find ways for people to connect. Um, And so we're trying to do all we can to say, here's some opportunity like these connect groups. And we actually had a lot of people sign up for those this last week, but hardly anybody show up. And I'm, I'm literally not a guilt trip. It's just it's for you. And so if you'd like to connect with people, we really encourage encourage you to do that because it's so desperate. It's so needed right now. Um, people are, are very lonely, hurting, suffering from different things. I've talked with a lot of families connected to our church and outside of our church this week that are going through some real severe crisis, and people need help in crisis, whether it's marriage crisis, um, health crisis, financial crisis. There's just a lot going on, and I want you to know you're, you're not alone. And um, The church and people in church can't help um, the problems that are in in our lives unless we speak up about them. So I want to encourage you, be transparent. Share what's going on uh, because um, church members and, and pastors and leaders can't meet your needs if we don't know what they are. So please, please, please let us know what your needs are so that we can... Um, rally together to meet those needs. That's just my little word of encouragement today because I I just sense that in every church I'm talking to, like these are some big things going on, and and I want to invite you to really take advantage of community and and what it has to offer for you right now. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to start this message today. Um, Again, I, I felt I needed to call that out, so would you join me in prayer? Uh, God, we thank you for this time today. Uh, Lord, I want to uh, pray for what I just mentioned, uh, families and people that are in crisis, God. Uh, I want to pray today for our, our dear team member, uh, Elaine, and her, her family that she is visiting right now, God, as her, her father is battling um, COVID uh, very bad. God, I pray you'd heal him, uh, lift and deliver his body as well as that of his wife. Uh, God, I pray for those in our church who are struggling uh, in their marriage. We pray, Lord Jesus, for uh, reconnection, for healing and for love to be radically shown even when it seems it's impossible to show it. Lord, I pray as well for those who are financially in need. God, bless them with work. Bless them with all that they need uh, because, God, you are our provider. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are uh, in this third week of this vision series. Um, Next week, uh, we are starting something real fun. We're going to do a series called Exodus Journey. And it's going to take us kind of through the whole year, and we're going to take breaks throughout the year to hit on a couple other uh, kind of topical series and holidays. But we're going to spend overall the whole year um, looking at the book of Exodus, and we will touch on uh, Leviticus, uh, Numbers, and Deuteronomy as well. And we're calling this series Exodus uh, Journey, and we're breaking it up into four parts, um, going through the journey um, from what we're calling Slavery to Freedom. Uh, from slavery uh, to freedom. And as we look at Israel's journey from slavery to freedom and really into slavery again, we're going to be talking about our journey uh, as people who have been saved and set free by Jesus into freedom from slavery to our sin. And so next week, we're going to launch this series. We will have next week, we're going to have like a big, we're going to have a lot of fun things for this series. We're going to have a big like uh, Egyptian photo booth Um, next week. And so if you're a guy and want to wear eyeliner, it's the week to do it uh, because the Egyptian guys did. And so if you've ever just wanted that but weren't sure if it was your time next week, you've got permission. And so um, if you want to shave your head, that's a good time to do it too. They did that also. And so we're going to have an Egyptian photo booth next week. And we'll have some other fun things throughout the series. We'll have a a big Red Sea photo booth later on. And just we really want to have our church dig into the story uh, of Israel's freedom from slavery to the promised land and how that relates to our lives. And so we're going to spend the whole, whole year kind of looking at that. I'm very excited for that. So, but in this series, what we've been doing is we've been talking about how the future belongs to the bold. That if the church is not bold, uh, we cannot stand out in the world, and we can't, f- we can't fulfill the great commission uh, in the way that God's called us to fulfill it. Uh, We talked about last week, I really enjoyed uh, our topic last week, this idea of the future belonging to the church. As the church belongs to Christ, the future belongs to the church. The church is the one institution, we talked about last week, uh, that's never going away. The church is the one institution that will stand the test of time as it dwells in eternity with Jesus. And as we wrapped up the message last week, kind this message kind of took a turn, and we're going to get to that turn today. But as we wrapped up the message, uh, we introduced the idea that the future belongs to the free. So the future belongs to the bold, to the church, and to the free. That you can't walk in boldness. That you can't fully be the church unless you are free and unless you walk out the freedom that you possess in Christ. And so because I am free in Christ from Satan, sin, hell, and death, because I am free, I can be bold. Because I am free, I can be a part of the church. Because I am free, I can be bold to be in relationship with Jesus. Because I'm free, I can be bold to come before the Father. And become. because I am free, I can be bold to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Because I am free, I can be bold to worship extravagantly. I can be free to walk in power and authority that I possess in Christ. I can be free to serve sacrificially. I can be free to give generously. And I can even be free to receive all the gifts uh, that God has for me to advance his kingdom. And so because I'm free, I can function as a member of the body of Christ. So because I'm free in Christ, that means the future belongs to me. And when we realize that we are free, we can really accomplish anything according to the will of God. And so this idea of being free, this idea of of freedom, if you will, and I've been kind of um, gauging people's um, opinion and what comes to mind when you use words like free and like freedom And and because we happen to live in America, sometimes when we talk about just the word freedom, sometimes we've been conditioned to think of that as as an American ideal, and and we're very grateful for the freedom we've experienced as a country. Uh, The freedom that we're talking about in Scripture far surpasses any freedom a nation can ever have because the freedom has been purchased for us by Jesus so that we can walk in freedom. We can have a relationship with God. That's the greatest freedom of all. And and I I like this idea of like, sometimes people talk about Christianity and they'll say things like, well, if you're a Christian, that means you don't get to sin anymore. And and if if you have this idea, like, well, being a Christian means you don't get to sin anymore. We we kind of misunderstand what it means to be a Christian overall. Here's the reality is that as a Christian, you don't have to sin anymore. As a Christian, you are not bound to the consequences in eternity for your sins because you've been set free in Christ. And so because of that freedom, we actually want to walk in freedom from sin so that we can walk in the blessings and the protection and the provision of God and see God's kingdom expand through what God is doing in his church because the church recognizes that it is free. And so these are things we think of when we think about freedom and being free. And I was trying to think about what I thought about when I thought of, uh, of the word free. And this is just me, and I'm strange, but for some reason, it, I kept going back to Beauty and the Beast, which is actually, strangely, a movie not about freedom at all. This beast um, kidnaps a girl and manipulates her into marrying him. It's, it's a horrible story. Uh, it's not love, ladies, um, however, let's, let's pretend like it is a love story. Um, I think of Belle uh, when she is, is running through the French countryside and, and she's singing her song and she is free, right? Or you think of uh, Jack and Rose on Titanic, the worst movie ever made. And them just being so free as they, they stood on the mast uh, of the boat and, and just experience the wind in their hair of uh, freedom. And so these are things I think of when I think of being free. But yet it, 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 it's silly, but it, it's so much deeper than that. And as I think of free, I think of a, a breath of fresh air, a deep breath of fresh air as the spirit of God fills us like air and gives to us the freedom uh, that he Purchased for us with a price. And so let's look at a few verses in regards to this word. John chapter 8, verse 32. Um, Jesus says, You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There, there, there is beauty in uncovering the truth, even if the truth is, is ugly, even if the truth is traumatic. There's something about knowing the truth that sets us free on, on every level of our lives. In verse 34, It says, Jesus answered those he was speaking to and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. There's that idea. Without Christ, we are slaves to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son remains forever. And so, what Jesus is saying is that you are slaves to sin, and you're not going to experience the blessings of the household of God, but because I am God the Son, Jesus Christ, he says, the Son remains forever. And so Jesus Christ has this permanence within the presence of the Father and the Spirit as the one true God of Scripture for all eternity. Jesus says, so if the Son sets you free, if I'm the Son and I have this permanence in the presence of the Father and the Spirit, if I set you free, he says, you will be free indeed. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And so I would encourage you this this weekend to to meditate on that throughout this week. That if you're set free by the sun, because only the sun has the ability to set you free, then you are free indeed. And Martin Luther King uh, brilliantly gave his, his speech uh, referencing and pointing back to this passage that that people can be free at last. Free at last. He said, "Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. We're free in." Indeed. So the Son sets us free once and for all. That's what indeed means. Once and for all from slavery to sin. And we receive this freedom as a free gift. There's a couple times in Scripture where a free gift is referenced, where if something is a gift, then it, it's always free. If something is not free, then it's not really a gift. But it's Romans 6.23. Paul the Apostle, as the Spirit leads him to write, he says, the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we are free to live eternally in Christ. The free gift. God gives the free gift of freedom. That's a a funny thing to say. God gives the free gift of freedom. Free from sin and death. Look at Romans 8.2. Paul then writes, The law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death and that harkens back to what we mentioned like as a christian i don't get to sin no it's it's better than that as a christian god has set you free from the law of sin and death and so in this freedom we, we must choose to not fall back into slavery. We must choose to not fall back into sin. And so Paul writes in Galatians 5, I, I love this passage, he says, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And so were there are all these Christians in Galatia who had um, what we know historically as people who were Judaizers, people who were telling Christians that in order to be a Christian, they had to first be a Jew, Or in order to be a Christian, they had to follow the law and be circumcised and eat kosher and and do all of these different things. And, And Paul's like, guys, you're free. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. And he says, stand firm. Stand firm against these religious manipulators. And he says, do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. He's saying you used to be enslaved to sin, but if you're not careful, you can even become enslaved to religion. You are to be free because for freedom, Christ has set you free so that you can live freely in relationship with him and free of sin in relationship with him. So we're called to freedom, to walk in freedom, free of the need to sin. Galatians 5.13, he says, You were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And oftentimes we fall into this trap as, as Christians, and it's this, this tension and this oxymoron and this irony and this fact that, like, okay, if God forgives me if all of my sins, past, present, future then I'm just going to choose to sin because God's going to keep forgiving me and we end up in these cycles of perpetual sin. And Scripture warns us again and again that we are not to sin so that grace may abound. And, And so do we fall into sin? Do we choose to sin as Christians? And the answer is absolutely I do. You do. We do. And when a Christian sins, one of the beautiful free gifts of God that comes from His Spirit is this conviction of that sin. Conviction of sin which draws us to please God. Conviction of sin that leads us to repentance. And so when I'm convicted of sin, I repent uh, to the one I've sinned against publicly if needed um, before God. I repent. I walk in the salvation God has. I walk in the power of the Spirit. And I move forward choosing to live a life of freedom from sin every time that God convicts. And so as a Christian, you should be incredibly aware not of um, condemnation, but of conviction. You're free, but you're so free that God doesn't want you to fall back into slavery. So he convicts you. He convicts you. He convicts us of sin so that we can walk forwards in freedom. So we remain in this state of freedom. And when we pursue the presence of God is where we find the greatest freedom of all. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, now the Lord is spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we've talked about this for about a month. Like, do we invite the Spirit of God to to inhabit our praises? Do we invite the Spirit of God into our homes, into our heart, into our life, into our marriage? And and the answer is yes and no, because he's already there. But what we do, because he is already there, is we invite him to do as he Desires, and then some might say, "Well, does the Holy Spirit? Will He ever say no when we say no?" And the answer to that is not always. <laughs> some sometimes the Holy Spirit puts us in circumstances and does things in our lives that we didn't give Him permission to do. But this idea of inviting the presence of God, inhabiting in the, ourselves in the presence of God, is this constant invitation: God, do a work in my life. You're free to do what you would like in my home, in my heart, in my spouse, in my kids, in my church, in my work. God, here you are because we're free in you. We give you all the freedom that you need to do whatever it is you need to do in us, even when and even if it hurts, and it often does. It often does when he does a work in our heart. It it hurts. And so where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And Scripture says the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. And so you may have noticed we're, we're, we're trying to put a larger emphasis on worship through music here in our services because we, we really want to invite the presence of God to do whatever it is he needs to do and remove our agenda so that it can be his agenda that moves forward. So you are free. You're free. Walk in boldness. Walk in boldness. Isn't it good to be free? Isn't it good? Ain't it good That's a better way to say, ain't it good to be free? To be free it's good because where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. I don't need to submit myself to the yoke of slavery because it's for freedom that Christ has set me free. And so I love deep breath, mountaintop, dancing in the wind, free. How many of you have ever had deep breath, mountaintop, dancing in the wind, free? Dancing Free. How many of you dance when no one is looking? I remember as a kid, uh, there was an older man in our church who just got touched by the Spirit of God, and this guy couldn't walk hardly at all. But the Spirit of God came upon him and he started dancing. And I can remember as a little kid, like, this is pretty strange. <laughs> Are the snakes breaking out? Because I'm a little bit nervous. But looking back on that, I'm like, wow, well, what a beautiful thing! that this old man who could barely walk was overtaken by the power of God, and he began to dance in his true self, his true self dancing free. Imagine that, dancing free without the restraints of your physical limitations. Imagine dancing free without the restraints of your baggage in your past. Imagine dancing free without all that is heavy upon you. Is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You can worship freely. It's, it's, it's okay. Is it weird? Does it look weird? It's not weird. It does look weird, but that's okay <laughs> because you're, you're free to do as God leads you, and so that's my encouragement for you today, and, and as, as Paula and Casey said, we're, this is actually a vision weekend, and so I, I, I want to go over some of our plans as a church, and it's hard to talk about plans as a church during COVID, it's hard to know what to plan for. But over the last couple of years, I've seen God be faithful and, and the things we've planned for have indeed happened. And so I want to invite you just not to bore you, but just to give you a couple things. And if you say, well, that doesn't interest me, that's all right. We ask you to support it. But if you hear something I'm going to talk about that you say that interests me, then I would like you to get on board and, and, and choose to be connected and, and to push some of these things forward forward. And we made very clear last week that what we do as a church is not special compared to what other churches do as churches. It's just that the church needs to do something in the city. The church has to do something right now. This is the time for the church to move forward. And so here's a couple of our plans. And I don't like lists, but it's a list. And if you could bring up your phone, there's the app called FC Online. Sometimes we say that the app is fconline.tv. It's not just FC Online. FCOnline.tv is our website, but FC Online is our app, and there are some things. If you say, I'm interested in this, there is some opportunity for you to register for some things you're interested in. So what's the future of FC? I notice most people don't call us Fellowship Church or Fellowship Most People. Like, literally, a lot of people think our church's name is FC. Like, it's it's not. Um, That's just an acronym. So what's the future of FC? Number one, we want to start new churches. And in fact, we're in the process of doing that. So right now and next week, you in Oklahoma will be watching this. But one of the weird things about COVID is that we have a church in Oklahoma City right now that we were able to start and are starting. And it's been really fantastic to get to go and minister and feel like a missionary in a different culture. Uh, Some of our assistant pastors are going there in two weeks um, to continue to bless them and to do some service projects. But we need to expand what they're doing in Oklahoma. I know that in Oklahoma, they're looking for physical locations to meet. And when I say they, I mean we. We are looking for physical locations outside of homes for Fellowship Church in Oklahoma to meet. And on our app, there is a registration for you saying, I'm interested in going to Oklahoma as a missionary with some of our pastoral staff this year. I think we're going eight times, and we would like to bring some of you with us. And so if you say, I'd like to go to Oklahoma, would you let us know on that registration? You will have a a fantastic time. You'll have an opportunity to minister, to bless families, to bless people, and to help grow what they're doing. And I I honestly believe God will call some of you to move there. I believe that with all my heart. It's a lot cheaper there. Um, There's no trees. But it's a lot cheaper. (laughs) Um, But I'm serious. If you would like to go uh, with, it's mainly uh, Pastor Ladina Doherty and then myself. We're going to kind of go piggyback She's going to go. I'm going to go. She's going to go. I'm going to go. We're going to bring people with us each time. If you'd like to go, come. We need your help. And you say, "Is the church paying for me to go?" No. Um, you 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 would have to pay your way. And the plane tickets are not very expensive. Uh, hotels not very expensive. Just come serve. You will be glad that you went. Your soul will be a hundred percent refreshed. So we're going to expand Oklahoma. Um, Number two in starting new churches, as as many of you know, especially before COVID, we were kind of full bore to start a church in downtown Salem. COVID kind of put an end to that Um, for a temporary time. We were going to start worship nights monthly and turn that into a church service. But the beauty of that is COVID forced us to start a five o'clock service on Sunday night. And so it's always been the plan with that five o'clock service that once it grows, we move it downtown. And so Uh, This week, uh, our associate pastor, Casey Freshour, and I are going to look at spots to move our 5 o'clock service downtown. Uh, We have one spot that is available right now for free. Uh, We have a couple spots that are available for very low rates for us to use the facility. But the core of our city needs more gospel representation. The core of our city needs more worship. The core of our city needs more outreach, more evangelism, more preaching. We were able to establish some offices downtown during covid and again, we've got some spaces that are available to us to start meeting at 5 o'clock, and um, this is where we're going. And so, again, if you would like to be a part of that, then then come and serve. Come, come be a part. Come give to see those things take place. Other plans, things that have been paused with COVID are missions. We haven't been on a missions trip in a while because of COVID, uh, but we have opportunities all around the world for us to go and to begin to minister again, all over again, and one of the things that did happen over the course of COVID is um, we had some missionaries get stuck here in Salem. And that was uh, Thiago and Danny, who are from Brazil. And you all sent them with money to buy property to build a community center. And so I've got a, a brief video uh, to show from Thiago and Danny. I just got this late last night, so I've ac- actually seen it myself. So let's figure out what's going on together. And then...
1: Hello everybody, we just want to give you guys some updates.
0: Yeah,
2: um, first of all we'd like to thank you so much for all of your help. We were able to purchase the land for the community center and we had the land surveyed and now we are paying for a professional to build a wall around it for safety reasons. Um, When we start the construction of the actual community center itself we will let you guys know because we would absolutely love it if you guys could send a team to help us build it because um, we'd love to see you guys again. So this is the land that we bought and Chiago um, drove around a little bit to show you guys some of the community that we will be reaching. Um, we wanted to ask for some prayer for the community and for the construction of the community center because We know that God has big plans for these people and for this land. Um, He loves these people a lot.
1: Yeah, and we just like got back from a a missionary trip. We went to the Amazon and we stayed like uh, 20 days there. We were with a team, a warring team. Uh, We were translating them, but we do spend like a very good time with the tribe Uh, we helped like in a conference we did some evangelism and during the conference like maybe 25 to 30 people give their life to jesus and we had the opportunity like to baptize them so it it was like a very good time a gente
0: uma que eu
1: queria falar é que existe uma promessa de deus na vida do marivaldo tem uma palavra na bíblia que fala que quando a gente decide viver com deus Ah, eu e minha casa vamos servir ao Senhor, então eu profetizo isso na vida dele. Ele está tomando a decisão hoje de seguir o Senhor. Então, Marivaldo, você acredita que Jesus morreu pelos seus pecados? E você quer entregar sua vida totalmente para Ele? Então, eu te batizo em nome do Pai do Filho e do Espírito Santo.
0: Oh, Aleluia!
1: And we are planning to go back there in January, like to do some discipleship and to teach a guy, like a deaf guy, like. Then he's going to teach like sign language.
2: I'm excited. He's he's 33 years old and he has no way of communicating with his family, so I'm excited to teach him some sign language in his family. That's going
1: really fun. Yeah, and we we like when we came back, we, we start like again like the activities that we do like close by here. Yep. I start like the evangelism with the homeless people. We go give some coffee and spend some time talk with them.
2: Yeah, we also started sign language classes back here on the base again. Um, I've got a couple of students who are coming regularly, which is amazing. They're doing great, and also um, we started working with the kids in the community again. They missed us. <laughs> um, it, it, the last couple times that we went was a little bit difficult, because it was like raining and cold, and we didn't really have like a good place to do it, so that's why the community center will be amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but thank you guys so much for everything and we are like very happy to, to talk with you guys and give some updates.
2: Yeah, um, if you guys could be helping us out and praying for us, um, we'd really appreciate it if you would help us to pray for workers, because we, um, we need more people to help us, obviously. Uh, the uh, harvest is great, but the workers are few. So it'd be really great if you could pray for that and just you know, pray for us in general. We miss you guys.
1: Yeah, bye. Love you. Say bye, Lana. Bye.
2: bye.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was great to send them with the money to buy that property they showed, and they want our help building it. So we will be taking a fact-finding trip here within the next couple of months uh, and then planning an actual trip to go with a large team. And so, again, on the FC online app, uh, there is just an interest um, form there to register if you're interested in going to Brazil. Uh, let us know so we can be in contact with you. We can start to put together a team for it. And um, we, we do need to bring a couple people with us for a fact-finding trip. And so if you like, think maybe that's me, uh, we can meet with you and talk and see if that would be a good fit for you or not. And um, aren't you excited to bathe in that river too? That that is identical to what the Jordan River looks like, by the way. Um, if you ever want to get baptized in the Jordan River, it's it's pretty gross. Uh, but so a lot of stuff going on there, and so missions is something that, that we will begin doing again. Um, outreach. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even call Paula up, who is assistant pastor of outreach, because we got a lot of outreach stuff going on. Um, be watching. Our, our first our first outreach for this year is going to be this trunk or treat. And while it seems like wasn't that just a, a Halloween thing? No, it's it's an outreach. Uh, We'll be here interacting with people, getting to know our community, praying with them and just being present uh, within this facility, within this campus so that we can reach out and love our neighbors. Uh, We're going to have some clothing closets downtown. We're starting some homeless outreach downtown. We will also uh, be doing some business outreach downtown, bringing packets uh, to every business downtown to help them with counseling and ministry needs. And so just a lot of opportunity for outreach. Be listening for those opportunities, and if you want to talk more about that, you can talk to our assistant pastor who oversees outreach, who's Paula Lehman. Um, Next thing I'll just briefly mention here real quick is um, this this location we call Sunnyside, and a lot of improvements that we are going to be doing this year. Um, First and foremost, we need to build a playground, and um, people have been giving towards some needs that we have Um, The money that we're raising for what we're calling stimulus giving, we actually far exceeded our our carpet goal this last week with money promised and with money uh, money given. Uh, We're going to start to build a very nice playground, not just an average one, but one the entire community can use um, as there isn't a, a nice playground anywhere nearby here. Um, so we're working on some funding outside of just giving uh, to get this particular playground built but it'll be fenced uh, so kids can go in there uh, without we needing to worry about running into parking lots or into the road and um, it's just going to be a fantastic space for our community Uh, we did raise funds for a basketball court we have all the equipment for it we're going to start installing here within the next couple of weeks to open up this uh, to our neighborhood as well um, and so those are some some sunny side things. Another sunny side thing is uh, we had a coffee trailer out there most of the summer. And you noticed it's gone now, but that's because it's being completely remodeled. Uh, we have Holly Listener who's been uh, working with her dad remodeling that particular space. Um, and it should be up here within the next couple of weeks. Um, but the exciting thing about that is that um, her and some of the team that she works with had a better plan for making community and fellowship space here at our Sunnyside campus because our lobby is so small and noisy and echoey um, our plan is and we're working on some funding for it right now is to take our cargo containers that we have and we actually have some images you can show and turn our cargo containers into um, a cafe that can be used by our community by our church on sunday and the goal is to have a kind of a rooftop area for that and then build a large deck on the west side of our property. And then there's some images of a, of a deck with some garage doors to open up from our building so that when it gets noisy and when it gets loud and when it gets crowded, we can uh, we can push our fellowship time outside. And actually, the, the weather's been pretty decent for that all this last year. And if it rains, just deal with it. Um, So those are some things that we're working on. And if you could just be in prayer for those, we're going to need a lot of help as we start to construct some of these things. We're going to need some funding for some of these things. And if you say, this is something I want to be involved in, let us know. Uh, We're also, we have funds and equipment to remodel our men's bathroom. It just hasn't been done yet. So that's something that will be coming um, hopefully this year. The women's is nice and done. We're working on our men's bathroom as well so men can uh, relieve themselves in a a nice space. And so that's going to be worked on. But here is, um, here's kind of the, 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 my, my biggest burden as your pastor for this year is this. Uh, I've had so many people, uh, we, we probably have about 100 children that come to our church uh, on a monthly basis that are a part of our Fellowship Kids program and then youth as well. And many, many, many parents are saying, what can we do for our kids in school? Um, and I kind of started to talk about this last week, and I want to preface this with, um, I have great respect, great love for children and staff and teachers in our public schools. Um, but also being truthful and being bold. Uh, our kids are coming out of public schools with, with very godless ideas. Um, public schools are not Christian. Um, they are not uh, focused on, on God or on Christianity by any means. And oftentimes we send our children into public schools, which my wife and I have done our entire life until this last year. And we wonder why um, they come out with worldviews that are often radically different than what they're taught at home what they're taught in Scripture or what they are taught uh, at church. And that is not a disqualification of public schools because they're needed. Um, But as a pastor, I've had this burden of what do we do for the children, especially the parents of children who want to offer their children a a Christian education, um, but just can't afford it. Uh, Private school is incredibly expensive, um, as it just has to be. Uh, private school teachers are, are paid far less than public school teachers are. It just costs a fortune to run a school. And so many of you, many of people in our church have homeschooled their kids this last year. Um, many are starting to put kids in private school, uh, finding ways to do that. But I just had this burden. And, and uh, our assistant pastor, Ladina, and I were talking, like, what can we do? Can we can we invite some of our Christian schools uh, in the community to come and, and have a campus here on Sunnyside? Because... Um, that would benefit us, and I realized it actually wouldn't benefit us at all, because the cost would be the same. The cost would be the same for kids, and that doesn't help kids in our church. It doesn't help kids in our community, and so um, I am praying, and I have this incredible burden for our church to start a school specifically for, to start out for the kids in our church, for families who are interested, and then grow beyond that. Not as a model to make a profit, to fund ministry, but the school is ministry and to bless children and to help them be raised with a great education, but also a Christian education. And so this is something where if if you're, first of all, a parent, you're like, yes, please, we want this for our children. Or if you're someone that's, yes, please, I would like to be involved in that planning team. Uh, Yes, please, I would like to maybe work on staff at that because I have a heart for kids um, there's an interest for that also on our app. It's um, I think it's just called School Interest Meeting. We're talking about starting a preschool, which will hopefully help fund the actual school. Um, but this is a burden I have, and this is me saying, as your pastor, this is where we need to step out in boldness. This is where we need to walk in some freedom. This is where we need to see that the future belongs to the church, and the church needs to step in and do something. We, we've got to do something for our children beyond what we do here on Sundays. So we need lots and lots and lots of help. And so we're going to have an interest meeting for this on um, November the 14th. It seems like a long ways away, but it's, it's really not. November 14th, um, after service. If you're interested in helping and sending your children um, and funding it, maybe there's like a millionaire here we don't know about. You're like, I want to I fund the school. Um, Show up on November the 14th. We'll we'll have lunch together, and we'll just start to talk. And I just want to see who God starts to raise up out of that group that might be someone who could really run with the project. I already know some of you are very passionate about it. Um, This will likely start with just elementary um, to get it going for the first couple years. And so kids uh, who might be in middle school or in high school, this might not benefit you immediately. and that's kind of one thing some of our team was talking about. It's like, well, it won't benefit my kids. It won't benefit my kids. I'm like, no, but it will benefit those two little boys in that announcement video. And it will benefit these many, many little small children we have at this church that we can actually build something great for. So can you commit to praying for that? Can you commit to, to really praying for that and to choosing to be a part? There is this interest meeting, and then this just brings up one more thing real quick, and then we'll be done with these plans, is that, um, there is a, a building up here on Sunnyside that I've seen used eight times in four years, um, and it currently is this Chinese church up here. And we have, many of you don't know, but we own all the property along Sunnyside Road al- almost all the way up to that building. And so one tool that we can use to fund the school and to fund ministry and to fund outreach and to build a staff that can do some of these things is to build some fourplexes on the west side of our property along Sunnyside Road. Um And I would like us to start praying about that building that doesn't get used up there because that could be a school. Uh, That could be a youth center. And so if you can be praying for that, I think God can open up some doors for us to be able to start using that because we don't have the space in this building for a school for what we'll need, but we've got one right on Sunnyside Road that we could start to pray about, start to pursue and ask God if he would send us some resources to be able to buy that. And so if you say, hey, I'm a builder I'm somebody who's into finance. I'm someone who is into um, building a business plan for these things. Uh, We have an interest meeting on the 24th of October for that. So Sunday after service, if you would like to help us start dreaming about developing these fourplexes that could fund that and then also start dreaming about uh, purchasing some other buildings to open a school, you might have some unique perspective on that. Uh, Please come join us. Talk to us. We need to build a team who can do all that. So that's kind of some plans for this year. Um, is there anything you're interested in? Anything at all? Okay, so you want to go to Brazil, you want to go to Oklahoma, you want to help us do some things here on Sunnyside, want to help us do outreach, we, we need some help. And so here's how I'm going to wrap this up. Um, we mentioned that quote from Walt Disney a couple of weeks ago, but I, I really believe for the church, not just our church, but for the church, um, it is time to stop talking and begin doing. It's time to move forward and not stall. And in many, many churches are stalled. Um, In a time where so many churches are closing, uh, now is the time to advance. Now is the time to reach out with boldness into a culture with so much confusion. Uh, Now is the time to see past the chaos of the news and see things clearly through the gospel. Now is the time to truly be the church, if the future belongs to the church. Now is the time to step out and stand out among culture and not just fit in. So now is the time, uh, I believe, for, for churches that are choosing to move forward, it's a time of new beginnings. It's a time to step out of this COVID season uh, with fresh life, and with fresh vision. I think every church uh, is going to have to reinvent themselves. I know we sent... Um, Our assistant pastor, Bridget, with some of our uh, kids program directors, Lynn and Sam, they went to a a kids ministry conference in Seattle. And some of the things I've heard already is like, things are not like they used to be, uh, but things are also going to be different. We have to reinvent ourselves to reach the world. And so it's important that we can begin to communicate vision better. It's important that as this church, as FC, that we let our community know who we are, what we're doing, uh, and to invite them to experience freedom in Christ, but we need to do that while staying true to our heritage. Um, I'd actually just honor my my parents, Ralph and Nadine Trask are here this morning. They founded this church, I think, 35 years ago, 36 years ago. If you guys just, can you stand and you can just give them a hand and just honor them. They they founded this church and um, pastor this church for over 25 years and I was thinking uh, last week was my 12th anniversary being the senior pastor of this church I'm like wow 12 years goes real quick uh, 12 years we've been we've been fellowship church um, so we've got to stay true to our heritage uh, true to our beliefs our mission our vision our, our purpose our, our values as a church and so our, our church has been fellowship church uh, when I became pastor we became fellowship church uh, 12 years ago we were Bible Center fellowship. And looking over 12 years, there's there's been good, there's been trial, there's been been bad, there's been amazing, there's been progress, there's been impact, and you're making an impact. Uh, We've been called to make greater impact, though. Every church in this community has been called to make greater impact. And so, if the future belongs to the bold, and if the future belongs to the church, and if the future belongs to the free, um, I want to lead us into a season of conveying that a little bit differently, uh, to convey this, and to move forward in this new boldness, and to move forward in new freedom, into new worship, to new ministry, to new evangelism, and to move forward in the Spirit. Fellowship Church, uh, we're going to begin this year of changing Fellowship Church (FC) into FC, which it just will simply start referring to ourselves as Free Church to walk forward in freedom, to communicate. Who we are, what we're doing, that we are free in Christ. Because in this world that seems very confusing, it's incredibly crucial that people know what it means to be free. And we can communicate this and begin to reach out into our community in new ways, inviting people to be free in Christ. And so we've got, I got you um, some shirts today that actually have this, and we've got 40 of these to give away. And so as you guys leave under your chair, there's some, uh, there are some little cards. You can reach down and see if there is now. Um, if you reach down, there are some cards stuck under your chair. And if you have one of those, you can come get a free shirt. Uh, this just says, I am free. And you may have noticed that in the back when you came in. The big thing says, I am free. Um, and just communicating. We're free in Christ. Uh, we are free church. And if you want to get we've got a bunch of shirts. We'll have more you can buy for super cheap here in the next couple weeks. Um, but we just wanted to give some of these out and say, hey, we're doing something new. We're moving forward. We're walking forward into freedom. And if you want to start, like, looking under all the chairs, don't do that now. <laughs> it's not the time. It's not the time to do that. Uh, but if you have one under yours, awesome. And we, we dismiss. Then you can start feeling underneath. We'll give, we'll give 20 more away tonight. Um, but we're going we're gonna to just be start communicating this idea of being free. And so there's one more thing on, this, on the registration form. For you um, on the app, and that is if you're interested in helping us launch this idea of being free in Christ, we we are gonna throw a big celebration later on this year, just just launching this this new idea, new identity of, of focusing on our freedom in Christ. And so we need people who have some video skills, uh, marketing skills, photography skills, business skills, relationships that can help us uh, build a promotion to launch this really big either in january or on easter um, depending on how far we get and so i'd encourage you if that's you like hey i'd like to be a part of a team to develop where we're heading as a church um i i need about five or six people who can say i i can do that and i can push this idea forward so we need help to help people see that they're free here's this one last disney quote and again i've had people like Walt Disney was a communist. Walt Disney was an anti-Semitic. Walt Disney was evil. Walt Disney was a Freemason. I don't know. I just, again, I know he made Disneyland, okay? (laughs) That's what I know. So he had this quote. He said, Cinderella believed in dreams, all right? But she also believed in doing something about her dreams. When Prince Charming didn't come along, she went over to the palace and got him. So sometimes we wait for something to happen. Um, What I found out is when you wait for something to happen, typically nothing does. But instead, God's called us to go forward, to go make disciples of all nations, to baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, even in Portuguese, even in the Amazon. And you've been called to be a part 2 Corinthians 3, 17. If there's one verse you can commit to memory this year, let it be this. Now the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Do you bow your heads as we pray? God, we thank you for... um, This this season that each, as a new year is starting, and I I just pray, God, I want to have such a burden for the churches in our city. God, as the dozens of churches in our city um, are are asking you how how they would move forward, how would they reach out to this city, how would they reach out to this region this coming year, God, give them your Holy Spirit. Give them boldness. Um, Help them see themselves and ourselves as the church. Help us to walk forward Because he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Let let every every believer, regardless of denomination, who gathers today in this city, in this region, acknowledge their freedom in Christ. Step into new territories of ministry, new territories of missions, new territories of outreach. Even new territories, God, of spiritual warfare. I, I believe you're calling the church to go Uh, into spiritual warfare and and that our greatest weapon would be prayer. Our greatest weapon would be worship and praise. God, I believe you're calling churches in this city into a, a new season of preaching and boldness, the gospel. God, your servant Paul said in Romans that he was not ashamed of the gospel and Lord, neither are we. I am not ashamed. We are not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. We're not ashamed. So God, help us to walk in freedom, no longer fitting in, but instead stepping, standing out. God, for each endeavor we talked about, um, if it was just for the sake of endeavor, this would be ridiculous, uh, but it's it's for your name's sake, and so, so let it be that. God, for this church, I pray that you would ignite um, different members of the body were all members of the body of Christ and we're all members of this local body so so would each member of this local body uh, ha- have a passion a fire burn in their heart of, of ways that they would like to be a part of the body they would like to connect serve, grow, share worship God I pray you would equip each saint as your word says equip each saint for the work of your ministry God um, bind us into uh, deeper relationships that are beyond surface level bind us into deeper communities that has a heart for their community Uh, let us embrace this idea and um, shake off everything that would hold us back and run forward in that deep breath mountaintop dancing freely that can only be possessed in you. God, I pray you'd begin to give even words of prophecy to people sitting here today, people watching online that would encourage them of their next step, next step in their walk with you, next step in their personal ministry and development, next step even in their involvement in this local church. Speak to us, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Can you guys stand? We're gonna close in psalm.